Checkmate, honey. What do you say? I got a brand new record that I want to play. Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette. Joined, as always, by Scott Haskin, the sexiest man in podcasting. How you doing, Scott? Well, hello, Corey. Oh, man, my nipples are hard. Glad <laughs> to have you, my friend. <laughs> you too. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for hosting this wonderful podcast. Ah, you know what the hell? I got nothing better to do on a Monday night, except hang out with you and hang out with everybody's favorite grumpy old troll from under the bridge, John Mariano. How's life in New York, my friend? Oh, it's terrific. I don't know what happened last week. I... I didn't listen to the episode yet, but I can tell you, um, I, I I was looking at the the state of the mixtape, and I was shocked that the movie's still on it. Why were you shocked? Because you I, were championing the movie last week, don't you remember? No, I have no recollection. I I I I just blacked out for like I think the hour we recorded. I thought you were I, awfully quiet last week, actually. I remember a promise of flowers and candy for saving it. Saving what? The movie from saved, from who, annihilation. Who saved the movie? You did. When did I ever do that? You saved it last week. I was going to take it off, and then uh, you were like, "No, you know, you said I, I've given up. We're keeping uh, the movie forever." That 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 doesn't sound like anything I would say. I, I would maybe listen f- to last week's show. I remember the phrase "slit my wrist" if that comes off. No, no it, it was. Whatever happened, like we we are not um, one of these serialized shows where where the storyline carries from episode to episode. We are episodic at best. Sometimes we don't even make it through the whole episode with any form of consistency. So we'll see how this goes. That's true. I I, I feel like promises have now been left un unfulfilled. Oh man, this is going to go off the rails quick. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a good one. But before we get to that. Uh, John has some business he needs to take care of. The the the, the business of the Knapsack Network. It's the home of the Blathering with Ken Knapsack, Saturday Night Knapsack, and so much more. The Blathering is an off-the-cuff from, from the Hardened Head podcast from comedian and author Ken Knapsack. Written, hosted, and performed by Ken Knapsack, co-creator of Four Center, The Knapsack Files, and Pop Rock and Radio. Saturday Night Knapsack is a satirical radio show full of a wide cast of characters, segments, and more. It's a show so real it had to be fake. Tune into the Ken, Ken uh, tune into the Knapsack Network and listen to Ken Knapsack um, on your local podcast feed. Yes, we all recommend you do so. It's a it's a tremendous time. And uh, Scott, um, I hear you're the new uh, Twin Peaks girl at Twin Peaks restaurants in, in Las Vegas. Is that true? Well, I haven't uh, I haven't gotten the job yet. I uh, I mysteriously get these uh, you know job opportunity suggestions from like LinkedIn and Indeed and stuff just from having a profile on there, and they sent me a suggestion not just to my email but via text to let me know that they thought I should uh, apply as the next Twin Peaks girl, and um, that raised some questions. So I've I've double checked my profile. There's there's no gender spot that I can find, even though I'm starting to think they should add that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they can't discriminate against me for, for being a man. So uh, we'll see what happens. I got the well, legs for it. You. Oh, the, hey, that's for fucking sure. Uh, <laughs> we, we wish you all the best. Of course, you don't need the money. Uh, you're making so much uh, podcasting right now. Uh, as part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, maybe tell us about that. 
Of course, you guys do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, which is fantastic. And congratulations, you guys have hit a year of doing that show. 52 movies and songs covered. Pretty amazing. And then, uh, you know, when, when Corey's not doing this and he's not doing that, he's doing another show with our friend Mark Kameyer and the podcast Will Rock. Uh, in my spare time, I do a show called Uriah Heap the Magician's Podcast. In addition, we've got the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinner Reconsidered, T-Bones Prime Cuts on the other side, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, Judas Priestcast, North by South Podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What? The Tom Petty Project, Seaside Pod Review, and Volume for All. Then, of course, there's the Rock Roulette Podcast and Regarding Lulu. But that's not all. I would be remiss if we didn't mention our friends at Sean Geek and Fast Fret and Eric at Booked on Rock. That's really right. Cool Some shows. of our absolute favorites. Thank you for that, Scott. And soon, uh, John was teasing a big announcement uh, on last week's show. Uh, he's going to announce it here tonight. He's going to do an entirely new podcast on the soundtrack to Cocktail. So I'm very much looking forward to that little Kokomo uh, on a Friday night. Can't wait. Tell us a little bit more about that, John. Yeah, it's it's done completely in the nude, and Corey and I will be hosting together live on video. Well, I know I didn't agree to that. Well, hey, look, if you're going to make up stuff that I agree to, I'm going to make up stuff that you agree to. That's how this podcast works. I was just we'll, speculating because you teased this huge announcement, and you it, won't give us a clue as to what it is. It's yes and, yes and, yes and. I'm that not sounds a like a Stephen Tiver lyric. Look, if you could only do it live once in a while, you should do it live. There's that. I wonder now if Elizabeth Shue will make an appearance on your show. John's looking forward to that. I think he still harbors a crush from the Karate Kid. I don't wear shoes when I'm nude. Fair well, you enough. Wouldn't be nude if you were wearing shoes, would you? Uh, that's the entire point. I was expecting the Facts of Life podcast episode by episode, but you know, I'll, I'll take cocktail. I, I I will tell folks if they pay attention to what we just talked about, and you can dissect that section. There's probably a hint in there or two. How long are you going to drag this out? Are you going to leave little Easter eggs in every show? Probably. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean, I mean, how, how long did I drag the movie thing out for? One episode? Yeah, it was just one. <laughs> it was yeah. just the one. Yeah. 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 yeah I was, you know, apparently you're back at it too. That, that, that was never going to last. We knew that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a dice, gentlemen, and we got some songs on it that we have to roll and talk about. Uh, currently on the dice, a couple of Scott picks. I'm down from Permanent Vacation. Monkey on my back, the live version from A Little South of Sanity. Hole in my soul, also from A Little South of Sanity. And out of your head are John selections on the dice right now. And mine are Roadrunner from Honkin' on Bobo and Get the Let Out from Rocks. Uh, Scott, we rolled one of yours last week. Are, are you looking forward to anything in particular here tonight? You know, um, I've been curious about this track Roadrunner, and I want to see if there's any acme in the lyrics. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest that. Excellent. Great choice. John, what are you hoping for? I want to get the let out. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I like both those choices. Plus, I got a great one that I'm going to put on the dice if we roll one of mine tonight. So without any further ado, gentlemen, if you're ready, we're going to roll this thing here. And we are going to come up with Get the Let Out from Rocks. All right, Johnny, call this shot. 
Uh, do you have any fond memories of this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fond memory was that time that I was on the podcast and I said, hey, I want to hear that song. And then it manifested. Perfect, Scott. Uh, I know you're not really versed in rocks, uh, so I imagine this is going to be a first time listen for you. Well, I'm just going to say that's like taking a Polaroid photo and after it develops going, remember when this happened? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know, uh, anything about this track. I'm looking forward to checking out. I see it's from 1976. I know that this is one of their earlier albums. So, uh, looking forward to some classic sounding Aerosmith. Yes. This is the, uh, the classic that came right after another classic toys in the attic, uh, right. Kind of at the height of their popularity and fame in the 1970s. Uh, we talked about it before rocks is a very influential album. Uh, Kirk Cobain slash Nikki six, James Hetfield, uh, just to name a few. Uh, name this album as being an uh, an influence to them as they were growing up. Uh, Get the Let Out was written by Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Uh, other than that, let's play it. This is Get the Let Out from Rocks. <laughs> Was that Mammy's Little Baby Loved Short and Bread? I, it might have been. Um, it sounded like it. It sounded like it. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it might have been. It was... Uh, look, they have a lot of fun at the beginning of their songs. We heard the Zubilee Zoo last week um, when we when we listened to the album. And and, and th- this week, we, we heard a little Mama Kin, like, like Scott just said. I do like the... Uh, I, I do like the guitar sound, though. Yeah, Rocks is a very raw record. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, they just kind of like rented a warehouse and kind of recorded the whole thing there, just the five of them, just blasting it out. They actually used the uh, the record plant's mobile recording truck uh, in the rehearsal space that was named the warehouse and just let it fly. Hmm. Interesting, after Toys in the Attic was so polished sounding. what do you think so far it's pretty good um very typical kind of steven tyler the the layout of the lyrics what what i'm trying to do is is really put the perspective of the song i'm hearing within the perspective of the band and not trying to think about all the things that i've heard that came after this and just think okay this is their fourth album and you know where were they at what kind of music were they doing and i think this really fits in with that classic aerosmith sound the way that they were writing and playing back then and they say this is the album where uh tom and brad especially had a lot more input mm-hmm. the, the, this to me is aerosmith of the height of their powers i know that a lot of the albums get credit for that and and everyone has their favorite i feel like this particular album that falls in between both eras for the most part um, is really Aerosmith and represents them at their best. 
You know, it's kind of like my, my two co-hosts. Scott is, is very polished, very professional, very toys in the attic sounding. He leans that way, whereas John is very raw, very unapologetic, very brash and in your face, and that's rocks. Well, it's almost like I'm studio and he's live. That works too. I'm just trying to think which album would I be if John oh, rocks and your oh, toys oh, in the attic. Oh, oh permanent Corey, vacation. Oh. No, no, no. Corey, Corey, I'd be okay with that. Corey's so much better than permanent vacation, though. Like he sold more albums than permanent vacation. He's got a grip. I, I would really like a, a Corey Morissette stand-up comedy album. I'm I'm voting for that. Oh man, nobody needs that. That that would be awful. Wait, that would be like the second coming of Stephen Wright. I'd be all over that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stephen Wright. He's told some of my favorite jokes. I, I still use him to this day. My kid got in the car tonight and I, I did my Stephen Wright. Put on your seatbelt. I want to try something. I saw it in a cartoon, but I'm pretty sure I can do it. The classic from his uh, his first HBO special. If if people want to understand what a Corey Morissette uh, comedy album would be like, it would be as if Homer Simpson did the jokes of Stephen Wright because Corey's voice if you just heard the register he just did, is very much Dan Castellaneta. And, and yet his delivery is very Stephen Wright. Like on the flaming, the flaming Mo episode where he was just like, Mo, Mo, <laughs> Mo. Mo. Who else was in the flaming Mo episode? Anyone? Wasn't anyone? that Aerosmith? That was Aerosmith. Let's get it right back to the band. I love it. Good job, gentlemen. stopping it because we haven't stopped it in a while and i'm getting caught up listening to the song um do you guys find that's happening too like it's just so goddamn good it's kind of like whenever i put anything uh, on from rocks on right it's just it's, it's catchy it's fun it's bouncy uh hey, good looking what you got there cooking you eating spring chicken make your feet start kicking typical steven tyler lyrics i just heard an internal monologue i go you're on a fucking podcast stupid say something Right. Because I, I, I was so caught up listening to the song as if I were just home, just chilling out. So I'm sorry to stop it in the middle of the instrumental right here. Um, God damn, this is a good song, dude. See, and I, my inner monologue was saying we're halfway through the guitar solo. I bet you John stops it because he always stops it in the middle of the guitar solo. And sure enough, John, when you heard that, was it in Corey's voice? Um, no, no, because I don't hear things in the voice of Homer Simpson. I hear things in the voice of Tracy Morgan. He's like, "Stop, dummy!" Right? Like it's, <laughs> but, but, but like as if Tracy Morgan were saying it. 
to me. I, I will say that I, I really like the guitar sound on the pre-chorus, the way that blends with the vocals. It, this isn't a great mix. I, I think that they could have done a better job with the mix. But uh, is this the first time that we're hearing a like a guitar harmonica duel? Quite possibly. I don't know. I'm trying to think back to the other songs we covered if we had a guitar harmonica duel. I don't recall hearing one before. No, because it's usually a Steven guitar. Right. Yeah. It's usually him just making sounds without the aid of an instrument. But this is. And he started like, doing that here too, but then he stopped and then it was harmonica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like it's a, a little, like, it was kind of a weird transition into the solo. Um, but then he picked up the harmonica and they're kind of actually having like a, a nice little back and forth here. It, it doesn't quite feel like a question answer. It just feels like they're trading licks. See, and, and you complained about the mix. I actually really like the mix because I got you, more guitar than harmonica. Well, that part's nice. Yeah. But the drums are a little bit too far in the back. I could use a little bit more bass. Um, I like the sound of each instrument. The balance is a little bit off for me. Now imagine that the, the drum production from Pump in last week's song on oh, this song especially yeah. on that one role that that uh joey did right that would have been awesome yeah i agree that would a really powerful kick and snare on this song would be amazing I'm going to stop it here because we've got a little bit more of the song to go. And I think we need a, a little break in there, but I like this part, but I, I don't know where it's going yet. Like we've had a few passes already since they switched to this. And I would have thought we would be hearing maybe a little guitar solo, maybe a little bass lick coming in, just, just something. But I really love the swing beat feel of the song. You know, those, those little da -da 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 on the ride symbols, really nice. Um, it's got a good groove. I, I, I don't really care where it's going. Like this to me, the only reason why I love rocks is I feel like I'm in a garage listening to the band play. Mm. Right. And like uh, some of your critiques, like I get, I get them, but I think that that's exactly what makes the album great. Right. Mm. Is, it, is, it is raw. It, it's not polished. Right. It's not overproduced. It's, it, it, it's just the band. Yeah, and remember, I'm coming into the these one song at a time as we're bouncing back and forth between different albums. If I were to sit down and listen to the album on the whole, just from start to finish, I may feel completely different. Or I may be like by the halfway point or by the time I'm you know done with a couple of songs, just go, you know what, this, is, this isn't a mix I would want, but this really works for the album. It's so hard to say. All I can do is just take the song as I hear it, but on, on the whole of the album, it could be a completely different feeling for me. What, what, what I'm hearing, Corey, is Scott likes his head finessed 
And I like a band that yanks me by my balls. Yep. That's that's about, yeah. And uh, I think it's in Vegas. Especially at Scott's house. But uh, Scott should be checking eBay uh, for the next $6 record find and maybe get yourself an original pressing of rocks because I think it'd be worth it for you. Sounds wise. That's rocks. Get the lead out. Scott Haskin, what'd you think of that extended outro? Yeah, I dig it. Um, I think it's a good track. The um, I, I feel like we missed some stuff, though, because in the background in that last section, I thought I heard a little bit of, you know, more defined guitars, like a couple of runs down the fretboard. Um, Would have liked to heard a little bit more of what was going on there. But I, I really dig the groove of the song. It's got a great feel. Um you know, my, my typical issues with Steven Tyler kind of reappear on this one, but overall, yeah, I would say it's a pretty good song. All right. John Mariano. I I think uh, it's better than the last couple of songs we've listened to. Well, the last couple were don't get mad, get even and uh, jaded and uh, light inside. Well, you wrote the last three. So. Yeah, but I like it better than all three of those songs. All right. So uh, get the let out was not a single. And uh, this wasn't a live cut, which means if it's going to make one of the main mixtapes, it's going to be on the deep cut side. Side A, let's just run through those tracks real quick. Currently, we have Rats in the Cellar, Moving Out, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, Permanent Vacation, Magic Touch, and Combination. So, John, you like this song? Do you like it enough to uh, replace one of those uh, current songs? I don't know that I do. I do like this song. I don't know if I like it that much. I'm going to say no for now. No for now. Well, uh, this is the only chance, uh, according to our bylaws, to put it on the deep cut side. Right, to put it on the deep cut side. I'm going to say no for now. Uh, Scott Haskin. Uh, what is your official vote? I actually like this song better than Moving Out. I would vote to replace Moving Out with this because I, I think this has got a better groove to it, a better feel. Um, I could I could jam to this track again, for sure. I can too, but I don't know if I'm on board with taking Moving Out. Uh, historically, that, that song means so much to the band. Mm-hmm. And it, it also has a really cool... Uh, a groove uh, to it, uh, but I could see something like Magic Touch, maybe being replaced by Get the Let Out. Hmm. I could get behind that. If there's one song I was gonna take off of the mixtape, other than, um, the, the name escapes me, but there's definitely a song I would take off the mixtape. Walk on um, water. 
No, not that one. <laughs> not, not that one. No, I can't. I can't think of it right now. But um, yeah, no, I would. I, I would consider Magic Touch as well. All right. Well, I'm officially uh, putting the motion on the floor that we swap out Magic Touch with Get the Let Out. All those in favor, Scott Haskin. Aye. John Mariano. Um, Jay? Close enough. Get the let out has now replaced Magic Touch on the deep cut side of the mixtape. So there we have it. Uh, I have a feeling John was maybe thinking about putting it on his nasty cuts, which currently includes Walk on Water, Cheesecake, and Bright Light Fright, or Scott's nasty cut, which includes Hangman Jury, Nobody's Fault, and something about a movie. Maybe. Where's my third nasty cuts? My nasty cuts? Yeah. Well, Corey's got Welcome to the Jungle, Rocket Queen. And Anything Goes. And Anything Goes, yeah. Great songs. Hidden gem on that album. Like uh, no one ever talks about anything goes, but I love that track. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, realistically though, those are not the three songs, believe it or not, that you have on your Aerosmith mixtape. Uh, they are falling in love is hard on the knees. Janie's got a gun and don't get mad. Get even. That's right. So, so, so my, my issue with the, with the nasty cuts right now is I don't know which song I want to see removed more. Don't get mad, get even, or the movie. You dug that song last week. Now you're trying to kick it off my yeah. uh, nasty cuts. I, I dug it. I didn't think I dug it enough for the mixtape. Oh. Mixtape worthy. I mean, I'm happy it kicked Jaded off, but I still feel like, you know, you're lagging in your in your three. I'm lagging. You got walk on water. Yeah, I've got Walk on Water and Cheesecake marked in yellow, so I, I know I was not a big fan of either of those songs. Uh, Bright Light Fright, yes, I was, but I feel like there's two years that could go, John, at any time. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I, I feel like I hear what you're saying, yeah, but I, 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 don't, I don't believe you. Okay, do me a favor. Before we record next week's episode, listen to last week's episode, and then let me know how you feel about the movie. Okay, okay, I, I will do that. I will go back and listen because I don't remember last week at all. It was like you never listened to the shows back, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, you know what that means. Gentlemen, it's time to find out how many times did Aerosmith perform Get the Let Out? Uh, John, you won last week, so why don't you kick us off this week? How many times do you think Aerosmith performed this song live? Um... 10. 10 times. All right, Scott Haskins. Oh, I can see this being one that they would have done uh, a lot in the early days, so I'm going to say 35. Well, Scott, you are closest without going over. The correct answer, 94 times. Wow. Can anybody tell me the last year they performed it? I'm going to say 2020. 2020, so at probably the residency or... Did they do Red in 20? I can't remember. I don't think they did. Okay. Right before COVID hit, though, you think they, they performed this song? I think that'd be the last time, yeah. Oh, I, right. yeah, I've got to account for COVID these days. I'm going to stick yeah. with it because that's what I said. 2020, John, are you going higher or lower? 2021. Well, the correct answer is 2003. Oh, wow. 
So you both went over. Well, 2021, pretty much nothing was happening. That's right. Because it took them a long time to figure out how to do tours and how they were going to deal with venues. I mean, we're still dealing with that now. A lot of British bands aren't even coming over to America. I was was banking it was one of those YouTube videos that people released during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's too bad that you uh, got that one wrong, uh, John, because uh, tonight's grand prize would have been an autographed copy of a Scott's new book. I, I, I mean, I mean that that would have been a nice grand prize, but you know, I'm playing. I'm playing to get the movie off. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, you say that now. Wait until you hear what happened last week. I can't wait to hear this episode. You're hyping <laughs> it up so much; it must be outstanding. It was amazing, and and the fact that you were there was more amazing. But what's even more amazing than that is I'm dying to hear what Corey's uh, exciting pick is to replace "Get the Let Out." Oh, I thought you'd never ask, my friend. I'm going with something a little different. Uh, I, I want to go not from one of their albums. I'm going to go with one of their soundtrack selections. They, they've recorded songs for a multiple number of movies, different soundtracks. This is actually coming from the Less Than Zero soundtrack. We're going with Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. Hmm. Recently covered by Deep Purple on their one cover album, Turning to Crime. Really? And can you name the original artist? I could if I looked it up. Huey Piano Smith. There you go. All right. It's, it's so, a very like 50s uh, rock and roll feel song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, I've never heard Aerosmith's version of it. I haven't either. This should be interesting. Yeah. So, and I haven't seen less than zero in probably 40 years. It came out in 87. So it's a good movie. Great movie, I bet it yeah. is. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in 87, but I don't remember anything from it other than but, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. I remember Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Gertz, but who was the other? It wasn't James, James Spader, was it? It, was, it, it was, was James Spader, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a very good movie. It's about a guy, a dude bottoming out. Robert Downey Jr. Play, plays it outstandingly, and uh, the soundtrack is amazing. And a lot of, of good stuff on here, including a few tracks from Glenn Danzig, who, uh, Scott, you... Uh, Gave us a little Danzig uh, trivia earlier this evening. Yes, he's uh, doing a show here in Vegas uh, singing the songs of Elvis, and nothing says love me tender than that sweet face. (laughs) But, you know, uh, a little bit of trivia, James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. would reunite on another movie called Tough Turf. Um, I I, I thought you were going to say they they reunited on a little movie called Avengers Age of Ultron. Was Spader in that? Yes. Who, who do you well, think played Ultron? I I have not seen it. Yeah, he he does he does the voice and probably the motion capture for Ultron. Hmm. True. And and is everything a fourteen minute speech where he talks really slow and has to scrape his tongue between every other word? Well, yeah, except Actually, his character yeah. doesn't have a tongue. Yeah. But other than that, you pretty much uh, hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky All right, boys. Guess. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, Scott Haskin, what you got coming up? Have you written any books lately? Uh, I have written two. Um, They're both cloud porn related. One is inspirational and one is sarcasm. And those are available uh, on Amazon and my website, scotthaskin.com. You lost me at porn? Okay. Yes. They are, uh, they're, you know, people kind of really seem to enjoy the pics of clouds that I post on social media. 
So I thought it would be nice to have uh, books available with some of those pictures and then phrases that kind of relate. So there's the nice fluffy cloud and the inspirational phrases, and then there are the dark stormy clouds and sarcasm. I see. Uh, John Mariano, how come you haven't written any fucking books? Like, quit slacking. What, 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 what really bugs me, and the reason why I don't write any books, is I I love to eat Chinese food, and my problem with Chinese food is that there's way too much MSG in it. I can and never I usually, get enough of the Michael Schenker group. Th that's usually what throws me off, and that's why I can't write books. Interesting. I, I feel like we may have gotten a, a clue uh, to something uh, in, in that sediment. Hmm. I honestly, I think there's a really outstanding book somewhere inside of John Mariano, and I want to read it. If, if you were to read a book inside of me, that would have to cut me open, or I'd have to shit it out. <laughs> like a tauntaun. There's a visual for you. All right, on that note, on behalf of John Mariano and Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Morrison. Thank you very much for joining us this week. And that is always, let's give the final word to Stephen Tyler.